Welcome to The Phoenix Nest, the podcast where bad bitches read romance. I'm Jess. I'm Kat. And I'm Bethany. Bethany's <laughs> back. We're so excited. Um, Bethany has been doing school and then we've all been stupid busy. Kat went on vacation. Mm-hmm. So, yay, Kat. Yay. None of us get to go on vacations. We all suck. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's my, like, one thing a year I do. Yeah, but you always have so much fun. She yeah, because t- I eat my way through my vacations. <laughs> Isn't that how you're supposed to do it, though? Yeah. Just eat your way through. Eat and get tan. That's my plan. <laughs> Can you get tan in Kansas, though? I did. I have weird, like, mermaid-looking tan designs on my chest because of the swimsuit that I wore, so that's cool. <laughs> so, outside of school, what have you been up to? Just um, working a lot. <laughs> mad crazy work. Yeah, um, family stuff, you know, Yeah. the normal life. It's been a while since we've chatted with you. Yeah. Well, not us. Yeah, yeah. But in general, the, the, the collective we. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm happy to be back. Good. We're excited to have you back. Did you like this book? Did you have fun with this yeah, one? Yeah, I really did. I liked it. It was interesting. And I know some of us have different opinions on it. <laughs> there are opinions. There are opinions. So it's been a while because of vacations and busyness and all that fun stuff. So you might not remember, but we were going to be reading Unmasked by the Marquess by Cat Sebastian for Pride in June. Things had to get pushed back. Just it was a crazy hectic schedule while Cat was getting ready for her vacation. So we um, we've read it. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been almost a month, I think. Uh, so bear with us. We remember as much as we can. Um, Kat, how did you feel about it? I felt hugely disappointed, which I feel so bad saying because I had such good reviews. So I'm I, sorry. <laughs> I was also a little disappointed. I was also But a were you as hugely disappointed as myself? Um, I was disappointed because it didn't feel as large in the non-binary world as I thought it was going to be. Okay. If that makes sense. There are definitely some themes where, yeah, she is... She, he. She. It's a she. She goes by she. She goes by it's she pronouns. It's a she character. Yeah. And she, well, and she goes by she pronouns. She doesn't go by they, them, or he, him pronouns. Unless she is the one character. Yeah. Um, There were some other LGBT themes, though. Both of the main characters do come off as bisexual, which was interesting, and I was okay with that. But uh, the overall arching non-binary I didn't really feel it, mostly because all she says is she's comfortable in pants. I'm comfortable in pants. I'm not non-binary. But think of the time, you know. In that time the frame? The historical significance of it, you know. Well, I think my biggest issue with it was is the only reason why Charity, that's, that's the character's real name, uh, the birth name, the only reason why Charity dressed as a man was to make... Make Louisa have a better life. Make sure she got to go in and do the whole season thing. Right. Not only that, but so that her land, her property wouldn't be taken from her. And go to that weird cousin. The cousin, yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing with this book was we have Robbie Selby, also known as Charity, dressed as a man, basically going through and trying to make sure that Louisa... The real Robbie Selby's little sister is taken care of. And they roll into town. They have no money. They don't have a whole lot of anything. And they come across um, Alistair, Lord Pembroke. Pembroke? 
Did we decide it was Pembroke or Pembroke? Broke. Broke. Yeah, but when I read it, I say Pembroke. I do too. So they come across him, or he comes across them, and he finds that Robbie seems a little strange. There's something going on, he's not sure, and he's already dealing with his own thing because his dad was kind of a dick and had a mistress who had kids, whatever. And the dad kind of gave all this money out and then he died. And now everybody is coming forward saying, well, your dad owed me this. And he's just trying to get the estate together. And this man comes in by the name of Robbie and basically says, your father was my sister Louisa's godfather. And Alistair thinks it's a little strange because his dad wasn't religious. (laughs) His dad was kind of a eccentric dude. And, um, it kind of goes from there where he says, yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. That's fine. I'll give you what you need to make sure that Louisa can enter the season and things will work out well for her. But that's kind of, it kind of fell flat for me. I didn't, I wasn't excited about reading it. It took me a couple days to get through it. That's how you know I have a hard time with a book is when it takes me too long to get through it. And I don't know, Kat and I had a discussion about how I feel about Regency's and I think that it's just that Regencies and I don't always get along. And in this case, it didn't work for me. And that's fine. Like, if you don't like the the genre, like, that's okay. But I I do like this genre usually. Like, usually this is one of my go-to kind of things. Mm-hmm. And it was still kind of like, eh, for me. Because I felt like it should have had the amount of mystery that I was expecting. And in a weird way, there needs to be more queerness in it that there wasn't. I, I- felt like it was just sold to me as this like really groundbreaking novel because it was a regency novel and it was about someone who was kind of described as trans but then upon reading it i was like this isn't really it's it's cross-dressing but it's not that she wants to be a man it's that she's posing as a man but she also likes to wear pants yeah but what were you guys expecting honestly like an actual trans person to I was, be a parent. I was yeah. expecting. I was not expecting the cross dressing for convenience because it was. It was essentially cross dressing for convenience. It was to better the Louisa's life because at the end of it, like not really the end, towards the center of it, Charity's saying, you know, once this is done, I'll be nothing. Okay, I can see that. So it was. It was just convenience, and I think I wanted like Cat and I. We wanted something more where we were going to get actual like oh shit, this is gay. I fucking love this. But we had also just come off of Red, White, and Royal Blue. yeah, Which delivered on literally everything you could want in a queer novel. It was everything we've ever wanted. And then we came to this and it was not everything we ever wanted. It was... Because in our world, it's more of a, a subtle queerness, if you will. But back then, like this was a huge deal for women to wear pants and then... But if the only freedom. thing that makes you stand out as a non-female is that you're wearing pants that's not but she also kind of states that she doesn't feel female or male she just kind of is with that though it's mostly due to this one event of robbie selby dying and and him allowing her to go to university but everybody has to have that one event that kind of sparks it into them like you know i'm not a female i'm not a male so this was her event so are we but some people also grow up feeling like I don't belong in this body, and I don't feel like that's where this was coming from. Yeah, I don't know. I was... just I had different expectations than what I what the story was. Like I can see where you're coming from, Beth. I I definitely see that. But for this particular, because the way this book was described, it was described as this big, huge 
deal when we didn't get that big, huge deal. See, I didn't read any reviews about it, so I just kind of took it. You went in blind. About you, yeah, you yeah. know, like. So I didn't get any reviews about. Oh, it's about a transgendered male, I guess. Well, and it's not even trans. It's it's non-binary. Someone who doesn't fit the binary of male or female. Okay. It just it felt it felt off to me. The biggest thing for me that was shocking was that Lord Pembroke admitted that he likes men and women. That, to me, was more shocking than her, you know, being non-binary or whatever. See, and when we got to that, because I actually texted Kat, um, and I was like, wait a second, are we, we're getting some bisexual vibes, right? Like, I'm not the only <laughs> one who's feeling this right now. And she's like, no, it's, it's definitely happening. But it made me kind of wish that they would have explored that a little bit more as to, like, why he's okay with that. Because that yes. would have been something that you wouldn't have admitted in Regency at all. Yeah. It, it felt so, like a So that away. was, like, a lost story that could have made this a little bit more into what I was thinking so I was getting. So you wish he would have elaborated on his experiences in school with men. Or even, well, not necessarily that, but, like, even if the actual story was about him coming to terms with his bisexuality. That would have been great. Of being, maybe he was in a love triangle with a man and a woman and he had to make the choice, but also confront that he was going to be openly bisexual in Regency times. But when you think about it, he kind of was in a love triangle kind of thing because she was a female, but she was presenting as male. <laughs> I think that may be a stretch. That's a little bit of a stretch, but I can see that a little bit. You know, because he was like, I think he was kind of tortured a little bit because he really wanted to be with this person who presented as a man. But he's like, oh, society would never accept this. But then once he found out she was female, he's like, oh, hell yeah, that's it. I want you. But then she also had the added thing of, I don't, I won't ever be the woman you want or the woman that you should have, that society expects you to have. But there was a lot of layers to that, though, because she was Charity Church. She was, you know. I'm glad you remembered her last name because I had to look at my notes just now and go, It's because what? the church saved her. That's you, right, yeah. yeah. That's her whole name is because she was Charity from a church. Um. Which is sad, honestly. It was she, I mean, she had kind of a sad storyline, if you think she about did. it. Really the one thing that truly shocked me, so the whole thing is Charity goes to live with the Selbys to be essentially their maid right. and to take care of the children, kind of. She's she's growing up along with yeah, these kids. she was a young girl. And um, she becomes friends with Louisa. She becomes even closer friends with Robert. Robbie, if you will. And then, like, you find out that Robbie gets sick and they go get married. That's the one that I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Wait, what? That was confusing to me, too. Yeah, that was confusing to me. But that was the one that kind of turned me around and went, okay, now I can see. All right, I get it. But she does have a lot of issues in that she's used to being around men because she did go to school for Robbie in his place. And now she's taken his place. And the whole conflict is that they're trying to make sure that Louisa has a better life and can get her land, her family's land, so that weird cousin doesn't come. Right. And it's a big ruse the whole time. But I felt like it didn't need to be as difficult as it was. I felt like you could have literally torn out the middle of the book and smashed the ends together and it would have been the complete story. Oh, like they did with the Ender's Game movie? Yeah, because it like it completely for me plateaued. Like you have 
Alistair dealing with his father being, you know, his father. <laughs> little, little wild oats action there. He was eccentric. But, his um, dad seemed eccentric. But and then he wants to get back at his stepmother by saying, "This random person I'll throw a ball for, but not your daughter." Well, <laughs> and, and it wasn't. It wasn't his stepmother. It was his father's mistress, right? And his half sisters. Right. He was like, no, you already got all you're going to get from me. I'm not helping her anymore. And that, like, whole beginning of the story was, like, really interesting. And I was like, oh, good. Like, there's some some pettiness and there's some mystery here. And there's, there's going to be tension. random people that show up. Like, that's all good in the beginning. And then it kind of, like. It plateaued. It kind of just Why was. did it plateau for you, though? Because the whole middle of the story wasn't actually them falling in love. It was them both trying to hide their feelings from each other. But in a really weird way. Kind of a convoluted way. And then they, because they always wanted to hang out. They wanted to hang out. Like all the time. But they never wanted to tell each other. It was a forbidden type of love. That neither one of them wanted to talk about. And it was so frustrating to me. Like if they had just spoken to each other. See, but I love that. I love the drama of that. (laughs) That, That's that's something that you really liked? Yeah, I love it. Especially when it is resolved at the end. And you're like, fuck yeah. I also felt like it was weird that he just changed her name to Robin. Like, I understand why. But sorry, I was you like, don't look like you don't look like a Robbie, even though you tell me that's your name. So I'm just going to make up a name. Robin sounds good. Good gender neutral name. What? But he, like, named her after like something. A bird. No, a bird. it was a character. It was, yeah, it was a character. From of something else that he had read. It was, no, it was like a book that he had read. It was someone else's lover's name. It was weird. It was something where you wouldn't know that unless you researched but it. But then it, like, it ties back because she never had a name, and then he gives her a name and she feels comfortable with that name. If so. someone told me my name was not my name, but they weren't going to, like, be interested in me, raised in I'm a like... Church. As, as someone who doesn't particularly like their full name, it's so, like, my full name is Jessica. I don't prefer to go by Jessica. I just don't. I don't feel like that name suits me the best. I prefer to go by Jess. It's what I tell everybody. But nothing irritates me more in life than someone who walks into the door of my like office or I'm somewhere out and about. And I tell someone, hi, my name is Jessica, because that's the formal thing to do. And they go, Jennifer, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> the fuck did I just say? Because I know I said my name is Jessica. <laughs> I get it all the time. So do I. I get Stephanie a lot. <laughs> I get called Hannah. Who's Hannah? <laughs> My name is Jessica. Like, how? I hey, don't Hannah. get it. It's just, it's it's incredibly annoying to me to have someone call me something different. For charity, Robbie Robin, to be okay with... <laughs> a I'm third gonna, name? A third, just an extra name just tossed in there. I think it's because it was given to her by somebody she cared about, and because... Well, no, because when that name was given to her, she didn't really know him. Because it's at the very beginning. Sparks were flying, though, okay? From the <laughs> moment they saw each other. <laughs> I oh, don't man. think that that's what it was, though. It was just that I, he was intrigued by this Robbie person because he thought he was hot. And I'm like But also he describes Robbie as being very effeminate. Yeah. Like right from the beginning about like the soft hair and the angles of the face and very slight and you know, stuff like that. So my question is is his taste in men effeminate men? Well, Probably. Yeah, it sounds like it. Go live in France. He can't. He's the lord of Pembroke. 
the way you said he's the Lord. And I was like, Jesus Christ? The Lord and Savior. We know that we felt like it plateaued. What for you was it that you felt like it kept rolling the whole time? The entire storyline, all of the drama of it, and you have to kind of go through all of that to understand the characters. Some of it was a little boring, I'll give you that. Okay. But- God, there are just whole pages of skimming. Dude, I skimmed so hard. We were supposed to record this before Kat went on vacation, and the night before, I was skimming the fuck out of the last, like, 40% of this book. Which is really bad, because I really enjoyed- the other Cat Sebastian book I read, like I, I loved that one, but I knew at face value I was going to get a vicar and I was going to get this a grumpy sea captain. Tessa Bailey, isn't it? No, that's the next book, hon. This is Cat oh, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go ahead. <laughs> Bethany, you read. <laughs> oh you can God. tell me it's the characters. On my mind. Sorry, she's just on my mind because we've been talking about her so much, so I'm getting them confused because it's been. <laughs> I feel like amazing. <laughs> oh my god! My bad, Cat Sebastian. Oh my god! All of that's gonna get cut out. That <laughs> was so. fucking funny. Oh god! Real. <laughs> I feel like part of the problem was that a lot of the background characters were in some ways almost more interesting than the actual main. Like the brother, yeah, that was suddenly like passionately in love with Louisa. I fucking loved the and brother. And it was like, oh, they're gonna run away and get married. That's so sweet and cute. And like, he wants to be a better person and he's asking for land and he's trying to like not be a dick. And Give me everything about Gilbert and Louisa's life. I want everything. I'm sure there's a book about them. Not yet. There's not. Oh, there will be. Cat. I need stop. that. I Even if it's a straight couple, I don't care. Give it to me. It's just that there were characters, like Kat saying, that just... They just detracted from the main characters because yeah. the storyline was... I don't want to say it was more interesting, but... It was more interesting. It had more ups and downs. It was more fun. Maybe I'm just a lot easier to please than you two. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some drama. Give me some, you know, unrequited love. And then let that passion flow at the end. And I'm good. You're but happy see, with I it? like all of that yeah. stuff, too. It's just I want my characters to, like... I want them be to have my characters. I want them to have substance, and they. I want to be disappointed when they're disappointed, and I didn't feel I, that here. I felt that way. I didn't feel any emotions for any of these oh, characters. Yeah. <laughs> Jess no. is like they were dead. There was zero emotion. The oh, only man. emotions I felt for the characters were Gilbert and Louisa, and the whole time I was going, "I'm rooting for these two. These two weirdos who sit and talk about farming and like okay, soil yeah. content." Anybody who was reading like the first two chapters knew that those two. We're gonna get together as soon as the brother looked at louisa and shut his mouth boom you knew at the end something was gonna happen with them and then something was gonna happen with pembroke and charity it was annoying and these things they like write themselves though you know like, it was this well was... that's kind of the point of a romance it's like super yeah. formulaic and i don't know well and like you can have a romance that's not super formulaic because I think I've, we've read a couple. Can someone write a Make Your Own Adventure romance <gasps> for me, please? Oh, my God. Not like the episodes game. By the way, I have something to show you from that that I found <laughs> online. Oh, I no. It's... <laughs> oh, my God. It's game. so bad. <laughs> Are you still playing? No, it's not <laughs> mine. Oh, my God. It's not mine. Good. If it was mine, it would be... You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Can we, for a moment... 
We're going to talk about when Robbie Robin Charity <laughs> goes to Alistair's house. I don't know what to call the character, so I'm just going to name all the names. This is just how it's going to be. But they go to um, Alistair's house because he's got a book. And life is kind of upsetting. The cousin shows up. It's a little weird or whatever. And um, so Robin Robert Charity, whatever, goes to Alistair's house for this book and... Alistair reads to her. Her. I was it's gonna a say, her still. I was still gonna I was gonna call him call her Robin just because that's what he calls her. Mm-hmm. Um and he reads to her and she falls asleep and she wakes up and realizes Alistair is one hundred percent sporting some chub. Hello? That is the moment where we could have been like, yo, I fucking love dick. I fucking love you, even though I mean, I don't know if you have a dick or not, but you seem like you do. <laughs> Like, it seems like it's there. It seems like, based off of what I've got here, I'm very attracted to you. Let's do something. And they're about to, like, kiss. And I'm like, fuck, finally. And then Robin's like, no, no, we can't. I must go. Fuck off. Just fucking kiss. But she didn't want him to know that she was a she. Say that five times fast. No, I, I couldn't <laughs> even repeat it if you asked me to at this point. Charity didn't want... Alistair to know that she had yeah. breasts, so she didn't want him to touch her yet, you know? like Well, technically, she didn't even, she had breasts, but you couldn't tell. She had those titties, they were just covered in a big-ass baggy shirt, and she was very small-breasted. Okay, but if you're, like, rubbing up on each other and making out, he's gonna be like, oh, man titties? Or, Wait a second, or you or have not. titties and you're a dude? <laughs> like, what's going on here? I just... I was frustrated by it because that was the moment where I was like, yes, finally, we're going somewhere. That adds to the sexual tension that I love so much about these books. Okay, but it's like the wrong kind of sexual tension. Because the book that we're reading for August. Is there a right kind of sexual tension? Oh my god, wait until you read this book. Wait until you read. Okay, so we're going to stop for just a moment. We're going to announce a small thing. In August, on August 17th for Bookstore Romance Day... We're doing a live show at my favorite place in all of Tucson, mostly books. And for that, we are reading Tessa Bailey's Fix Her Up. If you want to talk about sexual tension, Bethany. This is the best. Let me just tell you. First off, Kat read the book on her way back from Kansas. You got all hot and bothered on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was at night. There's nothing to go do. So... The sexual tension in this book, let me tell you, it's for real, and it was amazing, and there were a couple lines that we'll chat about when we get to that point, but this was not good sexual tension in this book. This was frustrating. This made me want to smash the characters together. But it makes it all that more satisfying when they do get together. No. Yes. I was not satisfied. For me, that's how it is. That's my opinion on this. Were you satisfied at the end? Of this book? Yes. I I just didn't enjoy a majority of the book, which really sucks. Because I started out with this book and I was like, okay, this is going to be great. It's got good reviews. It's a really strong intro. And then I got real, like, bored. Well, and then, like, after the whole thing with the Alistair Sport and a Chub, he runs off. He's like, whoa. (laughs) This is too I got a hard-on for Robbie. That's weird. He's a friend. I gotta leave. And so he goes to his gross house for two weeks and broods in his in his bed, which is, like, really weird. 
Do you remember the um the family crest? Yeah. Painted on the wall? Right? Paint yeah, painted on the wall or whatever. And it's got something really crude written on it. Yeah. Okay, I like that though. And then how it changes at the end. But he spent two weeks staring at this really crude thing, brooding about Robbie. What do I do? Fucking go back and fuck already. Just something. I was so frustrated. It's like that song we heard last night. Are you leaving the club and fucking or not? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can think about. Why is that a song? Like, oh my god. Oh god. It's just, it... <clears throat> Are we leaving the library and fucking or not? So, he gets back from that vacation. Yeah. We're gonna call it a vacation. His brood session. Immediately asks Robbie to marry him. He knows what he wants, man. Well, now he does. After he sat by himself. <laughs> he had to figure out his emotions. Men are like that. <clears throat> I wish you guys could see the look that I just gave Bethany. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's just, it was, I, uh-uh. No. Men, men don't understand feelings at all. They scare them. Yeah. They're terrified. They scare them off for two weeks to brood. In their family home while staring at their weird family crest. That is a weird, gross slogan on it. Do you have it. the slogan written down? I don't. I read it and I was like, whatever. <laughs> then I moved on. We can look it up. Yeah, we should. I have it on the Kindle. Hang on. Let me find it. So they know. And then how it changes at the end. Like, their understanding of the need. The understanding of what it means. Yeah, but that was because he talked about with his brother. (laughs) That wasn't because he had some enlightening moments. Because his brother was like, yeah, I always kind of took it this way. (laughs) His, I loved Gilbert. I just, I have to say that. I'll say I loved Gilbert. I did not love the other dude. Alistair. Family motto Nil penna said usus. You said it means not the pen, but its use. But very dirty minded, but a, but every dirty minded schoolboy would translate it to not the cock, but its use, or not the cock, but rather the fucking. But as far as ribald jokes go, it isn't that funny. I have to believe that if our if your ancestors meant something naughty, it would have been thoroughly obscene and not merely in bad taste. And then he responds back with, said, um, penna is quill, of course, but it also means feather. Not the feather, but the flight. I liked it better when it was dirty. <laughs> I was going to say, I like the cock, but the fucking. Not the cock, but the fucking. I mean, from now on, that's going to be my motto. <laughs> but you have to say it in Latin because then it's classy. Because it's classier in Latin? Yeah, everything's classier. Get that tattooed? You can get a tattooed on your other foot. Oh my god. (laughs) Let's get dirty dirty phrases in Latin tattooed to our bodies. (laughs) I read a thing about how the Latin word for grabbing is actually called fisting. (laughs) And so there's a saying about how death comes and grabs you, but it translates to death fists you and you die. (laughs) I just wanted to say that. Death fists you when you it, die. That's literally its translation. Death fists you, then you die. That's amazing. <laughs> I fucking I love that. <clears throat> so the conclusion of this <laughs> this story is that Robbie Robin Charity decides, yeah, she'll marry Alistair. It it fell flat for me. 
I just didn't care. I was glad there was a happy ending. I'll give I'll give Cat Sebastian that. There was a happy ending for literally everyone. Mm-hmm. Even the gross cousin, kind of in like a weird way. But um, I felt like it wasn't the big happily ever after that I really, really wanted. No, I because don't know why. We just came off of that high of red, white, and royal blue. And that was literally everything we ever wanted. And then we got this. And it was not everything I ever wanted. And I felt weird about it. And then I felt bad for being, like, super excited and, like, guys, it's going to be so good. And then it wasn't. Well, Bethany thought it was good. I thoroughly enjoyed this. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I thought it was good. It had everything that I wanted. What else did you guys want, honestly? A big queer thing? Like, I don't get it. I wanted Regency, but make it hella gay. I think she was trying to be historically correct and the amount of queerness that, you know, you could expect from but Beth But what's then. to say that there wasn't a larger amount of queerness in existence She touches then, on that, you know, at the very end. Like, proof that there were women living as men. Right. And stuff like that. I just feel like... Of historical notes, you know? Like, I just felt like it could have been more. Can I want, like, a make-believe Regency type of... No, why would it be make-believe? I want a grumpy sea captain fucking a vicar over a desk. I got that in the last one. (laughs) Just saying. Like, that... I wanted... I wanted more. But I don't know. There's, like, that weird line with the transgendered non-binary thing in the Regency era. They didn't have the verbiage for it back then. We barely have the verbiage for it now, and it's so depressing. It's depressing. It's getting better. That's trying to. Can I read you the last line of my notes? It literally says, He, as an Alistair, shows up with a kitten. They get married. They don't give a single fuck about Charity Robin being different. Basically tell everyone to eat ass when they get married. Life is good, I guess. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's how angry I was. That's how I felt. Wow. Uh, well, I'm sorry you guys didn't enjoy this as much as I did. <laughs> if you had to put a rating, Bethany, what are you rating it? I got all the feelings I wanted. It was an emotional roller coaster, and I got a happy ending. I gave it a four out of five. Oh my gosh, you literally just said what I'm reading in the reviews, which is cat sebastian sent me on an emotional roller coaster <laughs> that's literally the line of this review <laughs> well that's creepy and weird i love it i love feeling things that other like characters are feeling did and this I make you cry that. yeah it did it made you cry yeah i cried when she was talking about how she lost um the real robert and like how devastated she was because she was so young still and she lost like you know almost her entire world that's fair. That was right around the time I was skimming. But Louisa was also, you know, like, wasn't she sick as well? And she was, like, terrified. Like, what's going to happen? She had that moment of, like, if everybody goes, I'm nothing. Yeah, and I felt bad because she had love and she had everything that, you know, an orphan could have wanted. And then it was, like, ripped from her almost. So had she not been an orphan, would you have felt differently? I do think so, Yeah. Because she... You'd have been like, this bitch had everything. She can't have it all. Yeah, pretty much. But the fact that, you know, she had nothing 
and then she got all of this stuff, but then she lost the love of her life until she met the other love of her life, you know. This besides the point. That was, I think, part of my problem was I didn't feel like she fell in love with Robbie, like the actual Robbie. I think that's part of my issue. I think I felt like she felt in love with the idea of Robbie. That was a very loud car that just drove drove by. Drove by? Wow, that was rough. Um yeah. <laughs> But no, I I felt like she just felt like she was in love with the idea of Robbie and the idea of what he could the give family. her for family. Yeah. Yeah. She was in love with that, but she wasn't in love with him. I think she was because she'll talk about the person who taught her how to ride a horse and, you know, she'll tear up. And it, But it felt more like a friendly love. Which is fine. But they, I don't know, they were talking about how what a young age they started banging, you know? Like, was it love or was it just two kids growing up together exploring literally every aspect of life? I feel like it was love, like it turned into love, but you never really know what it like could a- have developed like a long, into. long, overreaching friends to lovers situation. Yeah, because he died so quickly before they could really explore if it was truly love. Can I point out that he died and they were like, well, fuck, let's bury him under the tree in the backyard. What else were they going to do with him? I don't know. Maybe tell people he fucking died and bury him in the church. But if they told people that he had died, Louisa would have lost everything. Still seems weird to me. You love this family member so much. Let's bury him beneath the willow in the backyard. And then fire all the servants who are mouthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, that is what you should do if you're trying to keep a secret, though. So I guess. Yeah. That part made sense. But it was I, just a weird turn of events. I will be the worst secret keeper ever. I'm going to get fired 100%. I'm that mouthy servant. I'm like, well, this bitch got to go. Be like, yep, true that. Deuces, send me to India. It's the only way I'm going to get out of this. I like that the explanation for why Robert Selby was suddenly smaller was he had lost so much weight from being sick. But, like, he got shorter in the process. (laughs) He's not that strong. It's the rickets. It's the (laughs) rickets. Oh, my God. us laughing hysterically it's the rickets is that the runner-up yes. he is lord dot 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 pembroke or is it it's the rickets it's both i'm gonna cry oh my gosh that was so funny it's the rickets that did it that's why robert selby is suddenly much smaller and feminine looking yeah. Petite and feminine because the rickets. The rickets. That's what the rickets will do it to you. <laughs> I don't know. I felt too like he had a lot of fucked up emotions regarding his father's mistress and the sisters that he had. Okay, I liked the mistress from the very beginning. Can I just say that? Same, dude. Yeah. Where's her story? Right? It would have been fun to hear a little bit more about like her salon or whatever. Yes. Whatever her salon, called. yeah. Sign me up for that. And I feel like his sister was really cool, too. Yeah. She was so sweet, and he was such a dick to her. I mean... Until the end, until Charity was like, um, it's your family, be nice. And he's like, yeah, you're right. 
which you right, you right. <laughs> you're right boo we got this that's just so it was weird and he was so conflicted this whole time with robbie being friends with them he's like i gotta get him away from them i'm like no you gotta just leave him alone yeah let him be friends you're allowed to have friends god damn it even if their mom is your father's mistress I think he tried to show his, like, love that he was developing for Charity, Robbie, Robin, (laughs) um, (laughs) by going to... The salon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and interacting and being cordial and... Well, he tried to fuck him in the alcove, if you remember. Yeah, I know. That was wonderful. Okay. Get it in when you can, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's an alcove and you're father's mistress's salon i mean i think she's all about it you know that's why she has him there but i i'm upset that they didn't explore more the aspect of alistair's father being in love with his mistress they were in love yeah they were and hence why they had three daughters together but that's the part of the reason he didn't understand his father is because he was duty over love and then finally he was like, nah, love over duty. And he then he understood his father a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I'll give it you that. Was, it was like sloppily put together that way out the writing for that. Yeah, it was. But I kind of, you know, I got the point. So I guess she did her job explaining. That's fair. We'll give you that. Kat, what's your... uh? What's your star rating? (laughs) My star rating is a solid two out of five. I just felt like there was such a strong beginning and there was a happily ever after, but I felt that there could have been more to the story, especially considering what I felt I was promised just from the blurb and the reviews and stuff. Yeah. So um, my review, Mm -hmm. my my, uh, star rating, if Mm -hmm. you will, this is what I wrote. 2.75 out of 5 because unnecessary drama isn't worth my time and I'm pissed that the Regency era wasn't gayer. (laughs) Whatever. I like Kat Sebastian's other works more. But maybe this is a jumping off point for her, you know? And she can maybe elaborate more with future Regency gay characters. There is another one in this series. Regency gay. Gay Regency characters. Regency, but make it gayer. We should have that as a bumper sticker. (gasps) <gasps> that'd be fun oh my gosh <laughs> coming up coming up in the phoenix nest merch corner regency but make it gay support our patreon that we don't have yet <laughs> because bethany apparently really wants us to i mean we should have a patreon i mean we want to go to places we really want to um visit the ripped bodice and we want to visit the new one in chicago what is it called sweet merciful jesus Love Sweet Arrow? Sexy. <laughs> I would have to check to make sure that, that that's correct. That would be a cool name, though. Love that's Sweet true. Arrow? Yeah. If it's not, we're going to trademark that now. Because <laughs> that just came flying out of my mouth and that felt good. Uh, so that's kind of where we stand on Unmasked by the Marquess by Cat Sebastian. I am upset. I apologize greatly for having caused this. <laughs> this upset between Kat and I, but not Bethany. <laughs> Bethany seems fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you, Kat Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but this is not saying anything to Kat's other books. Like I said, I did really, 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 really love It Takes Two to Tumble. That is the vicar getting fucked over a desk by a grumpy sea captain. Good stuff. Good stuff. This is a great book. Um, I let Bethany choose what our next read was going to be. And Bethany chose a Tessa Dare, which I'm actually really excited because I did like one of Tessa Dare's other ones. Um, and we are going to be reading Say Yes to the Marquess. We're reading a lot about Marquesses lately. Yes, We're I'm learning sorry. so much. This is my favorite type of romance novel. So, yeah. Well, that's okay because we're going modern again in August. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to contemporary. So after we read Say Yes to the Marquess, we're going contemporary again. We are going live at Mostly Books in Tucson, Arizona on August 17th. So the next time you'll hear us talk about the Tessa Dare. And then after that will be the live show. We are planning on doing the show and then we are going to do a Q&A session afterwards. So if anybody's going to be there, read the book, um, fix her up. Kat and I have finished it already. We really enjoyed it. It's so good. And now Jessica understands why I love pet names. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Listen, there is a pet name in here and I was unaware that it was going to affect me the way it affected me. I keep telling you it's sexy and you're like, no. No, because pet names enrage me. Do they? Oh, girl, it's good. They enrage so me good. as well, but wait till you read this one. He comes rolling off his tongue, and you're like, what just happened to my body? <laughs> really? Okay, you guys yeah. are setting us up to be, like, really It's really, wonderful. really good. It is one. It was a really good book. We really, really okay. enjoyed it. I mean, Watch, I'm going to hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. The fun part about Fixer Up by Tessa Bailey is that our moms are reading it. <laughs> my mom's done with it. Did she finish yeah, it? Yeah, she's done. My mom has not finished it yet that I know of. She hasn't texted me. She did text me about one part of it that made me laugh really hard. Um, Just a warning that this book has a sex scene in it that I stopped breathing and then choked on my own saliva <laughs> while Jesus. reading it. Oh it's pretty It's pretty raunchy, but yeah. like sexy raunchy, not like gross raunchy. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's great. It's, I'm super excited. I'm very excited about it. The girls in my book club are really excited about it, too. Hey, ladies, how's it going? Um, so we're going to go ahead and end it here. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe and follow us on social media. Those links will be in the show notes. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy what you're reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.